Welcome back to the Turn on the Music podcast. This is episode five. As always, I am joined by my good buddy CJ. CJ, how are you doing today? How's it going, Kyle? Things are good. That's good. It's been a rough day, but uh, I am glad to be here. So, yeah, definitely, I agree with that. <laughs> I, I know you've you've had a, a long week, but uh, yeah, today was was a fun day. No, it yes. was not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we have another interview episode today, and uh, I'm going to let you do the honor of introdu- introducing our guest because he is last week I couldn't read. This week you can't speak. It was a rough day. <laughs> so I'd like to introduce um, my brother, Hello. Uh, Nikki, who we will be giving out more information as we go along, but we just want to introduce him. So we're going to do our normal uh, thing. What do you listen to this week, Kyle? What did you listen to? So I thought we'd do something fun with this week's What Did We Listen To? Because um, I, I found this yesterday, and one of the things I enjoy doing um, like with radio stuff I enjoy listening to someone and trying to picture them in my head. Um, so I thought we'd play a short clip of the artist, and then I'll let you guys kind of get a picture of, your, of, your, of the artist in your mind, and then I'm going to play another clip to kind of give you a little more idea of what this person might look like. And then I'll show you a picture so the audience can play along. Don't cheat by going to look in the show notes. Um, but I'll give you a quick, this is the quick instrumental snippet of um, the artist I've been listening to. It's like a trivia? Oh, I have to share my audio. Hang on. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be awesome if I <laughs> remember be so to great. share my audio. So. Guys, bring up Google. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, put it up. Figure, figure it out. out. <laughs> uh, computer audio and share. Okay, so let me go back here, and here is our first clip. Okay, so that's that's clip number one. That's purely instrumental. So, to give you a little bit more insight, to give you another little picture into the into the artist, here is some some vocals. Shredder from the song before. Same Shredder from the same, exactly the same person, same show, same everything. Try to think. I mean, I know I sent you a couple of things over That's the past a curse couple word days. Expre- uh, uh, um, surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's like curse yeah. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so I found this artist. So her name is Hannah Wickland. And okay. I, I found her on the Rune forums, as always. Um, and she, in, at the time of this recording, she's 22 years old. Um, and she is now 24, 25. Um, first off, to play blues like that and shred like that at 22, like, yeah, wow, that's insane. And that to is have crazy. that feel, like, it's unbelievable. I was blown away. Like, I, I know when, I, when we mentioned Amber Rubarth, like, Amber took a while to grow on me. Like she's just like she's like the next I, for me the, the next Joe Bonamassa. Like when I saw Joe in, at Riverhead Blues Festival when he was in his twenties, this is the same thing that I felt it was like this is amazing. She's up and coming. She's incredible. 
I think she's going to be around for a long time. So that's I'm, what I've been listening to. That's insane. I couldn't uh, see her shredding. And then hearing that, it was just the, the guitar <laughs> yeah. player of her band. And, and she's got like, I mean, her hair is like, you know, five feet long. It's all curls. It's huge. Awesome. It's, you know, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Up. I think I've seen her come up like as a like look through Instagram for instrumentalist. I mm-hmm. think I've seen her come up. Yeah. Did we see, is that when we saw Joan, uh, Joe Bonamassa together? No, no, no. We was, saw it later on, right? So, yeah, later on. Okay. That was when he was in his thirties, right? I saw yeah, the Joe. theremin. How old is he? Theremin. Now? He's he's just about forty five, maybe. He's a little really, older. Right. yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, he was older. No, no. I thought Bonamassa was like at least in his mid fifties. No, no. Well then, he's close to my age. That's yeah. Well, you yeah. got. Uh, he, I'm not far. You mean closer to me? Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> closer to the old man. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, so I, really, I, I was thinking about doing this, uh, doing her as a full episode. The problem is, is that she's so new. I, there, there, she's got an, check, an album and a half. Check social media. Maybe you could find more on there. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit on social media. There's a little bit on her website. But, you know, I, I've only had a day. To, I found it literally yesterday, and I was... Well, away, we, so let's do some research and see what we can do. Maybe we'll do a couple artists together that are like she American or is she like overseas? American. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 She, I think she's from California. I, I couldn't even find that out. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe, when, when she was touring, she was in the, in Atlanta. So maybe she's from south, down south. I don't know. But, you know, maybe maybe the listeners, maybe if the listeners have any connections to her, maybe we can get her on here and yeah, have her share That's her really story awesome. instead of, you know, us guessing. So cool. But what about you guys? You guys listening to anything? Let's go to Nikki first. Nikki, you listen to anything special this past week or uh, whatever? You know, uh, it's a it's a mix. I'm listening to a lot of like, you know, I'm recording, so I'm listening to all the stuff that I'm, you know, and right. it's annoying because it's I have to I'm listening to figure out if I'm doing it right or not. Yep. But if I had to say, what am I? Oh, I I I recently came across. You know, I haven't had that moment of like of of hearing a band. For the first time and having like a little connection to it, uh-huh. I've ne- I haven't had that in years. And I think one night at the bar, it was like two weeks ago, we're closing up, counting money, and I know, and I listen, I heard this song by a band called The Growlers. Mm-hmm. I never knew this band, Lo- and so I've been listening to a lot of them lately, like learning, like trying to learn, learn, uh, uh, hear more of their stuff. They from so Long Island? What? From Long Island? Or they uh, no, they're a California. Oh, really? They're, they're a California band, and now they have like a you know I, I play reggae music, so they have a little bit of a reggae. Uh, th- this particular song, it's very indie indie rock, and I love indie. And uh, I that I was literally one of those songs where I'm like, what is this? I shazammed it. I needed to, you know, I haven't had that moment in many many years. Nice. But so the Growlers has been on my uh, is on my top list right now. That I've been listening to it. I really liked them a lot. Nice. And I have I'll like to you know check them out. They have thirty million followers. Then you know, I didn't realize they're they're bigger than I I thought. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, wow. yeah. I think they were the album. I, the the song I listened to. Oh, I can't even remember the name because uh, I've been listening to a bunch of them. But so that's that's my that's on my. Uh, nice. Well, we'll put a little snippet of them in there. Something clean It's hard to hide from the thrashing nights Nobody cares about a junkie's dream More of a sucker than a fiend It's hard 
awesome. Definitely an indie rock sound. Like, well, very. They, you could tell the Strokes definitely probably was an influence on them. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Strokes fan, but uh, they're definitely solid. Good, good rock and roll. Nice. You know, Excellent. a mix of all. And CJ, cool. what about you? Anything from you or? Uh, nothing crazy special. What happened is at work they've been listening to a lot of '80s rock, and I kind of went with that. And every time I've gotten in the car lately, I've been putting like '80s rock and those, you know, typical songs that you hear, and you're like, "Oh, it's Journey. Oh, it's Forder." <laughs> oh, like oh, yeah. you know, so I've been doing that. But um, driving in the, in the nighttime in his Camaro. But the, yeah, but I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I uh, staring into the into the night. Into the, <laughs> I uh, I and I know I spoke to you about it because I texted you briefly about it. I, the last dragon song came up I and I was just like, oh, so I been, I listened to the whole album multiple times because oh, nice. there's a lot of great artists on there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, but that's that first song on too. that album, that's seven minutes. The last dragon is yep. fantastic. I know. That's the one thing about the song against me. It's like, all right, get to the point. Tell me about the power of the glow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I want to hear. You know? It's, it's hysterical, but yeah. that's, that's it. Nothing crazy. Um, and next week's artist, which I'm not gonna say because I want I want that to kind of be like a little bit of a surprise. But I've been listening to our artist spotlight next week a little bit, you know, next week next episode, so we can you know have some background knowledge on that person. But yeah, nothing nothing crazy, nothing that I can yeah, say was unique or different yeah. or something. Like and that. and you know, I mean, th- that's what this is about too. It's you know because we don't, we don't always listen to crazy stuff. You know, there was you know uh, Jacob Collier plays a lot in my car. You know, that's just what happens. Yeah. Know? Ask Kyle what's his guilty pleasure is, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the first episode. What is? Uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's your uh, surprise, sir. Uh, There's your surprise. That's only one. There's another one. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I had planned another surprise. Uh-huh. To go on to last week when you brought up what are we drinking this week, uh-huh. and you had Liquid Death, yep. which again we're not sponsored, but we'll not be sponsored. welcome to take yes. this sponsor. Uh, absolutely. Um, so I asked the gentleman that we're interviewing to pick up one of his favorite non-alcoholic beards and yeah, beers. He didn't show up tonight. And, this no, guy, so this guy didn't show up. <laughs> so <laughs> forgot to bring the, the non-alcoholic beer. So uh, yeah, I don't I have did. anything to. There goes that second surprise. But enjoy the little sound. <laughs> So what is, the, is, it, is it an energy drink? No, this is it's sparkling water. Um, it comes in that. four flavors. There's there's regular, there's sparkling water, there's berry, which they call berry alive. Um, All right. Severed yeah. lime and mango chainsaw. Mango chainsaw. Yeah. Mango chainsaw. <laughs> so it's supposed to look like it's okay. in, a, in a beer can, <laughs> um, and it's it's awesome. It's great stuff. I like it. This is just the regular sparkling water today. So you, so you continued the the liquid death. Into I continued the liquid death because I want to be sponsored. Right. Well, listen, <laughs> hey, you're all out. We you never know. Sean, you Sean never know. I brought an, uh, the athletic brewing non-alcoholic beers. Those are the best ones that I've had so far. Okay. They have three different kinds and they're delicious. Maybe maybe I'll grab for next week. They're worth we'll they're worth trying for you know the non-drinkers out there as mm-hmm. me. Again, not um, sponsored, but if you're listening, we're welcome. Yeah. Yep. So. yep we're we're definitely open. So yeah, we're not drinking anything this week. 
<laughs> Drink a ginger ale. He's got a ginger ale. Yeah. That's, well, you know, because we're stars, in because could... we're recording in an Italian basement kitchen, so that's what you have is ginger ale. <laughs> it smells like sauce. basil and tomato yeah. sauce in here. <laughs> you could use those straws to like reach the tomato <laughs> sauce. That's exactly the part. There's little pieces of bread in it. Too much. Oh um, boy. Anything interesting that you wanted to share outside of anything else we talked about? Like, did anything come up? You suddenly come across? Um, well, you you brought some stuff up about last week's episode. Oh, Do you want to oh, oh, go glad, into yeah. that real quick? Uh, so I wanted to kind of correct something that I said. It's not that I was wrong, but I wasn't 100% right with it. We spoke about Sarah Watkins in the last episode, the uh, the phenomenal you know fiddler and, and singer from Nickel Creek. And I took the opportunity to go back to her website and read about her projects and specifically, um, and I'm going to say the title of the album. Under the Pepper Tree. Under the Pepper Tree. Thank you. And I read the project a little bit more. I probably should have read further before we hopped on last week. And she did intend for this to be a family album, not necessarily a children's album. But well, you know, family. I, mean, I think family implies children. No, I know, but I think my inte- I think genre-wise, we classify children album, and then we classify mm, family I see what album. You're yeah. Okay. So this, so she definitely did it as a family album. And Kyle brought up the fact that it was gapless; that it just went song into song into song. And she did state the reason for that was because she wanted it to be a continuous feeling, a continuous song, a continuous singing, and. If you had a record player, you'd listen to side A on one night and you listen to side B on the second night and you wouldn't have any gaps between the songs. And if in Edelweiss, her daughter does sing a little bit in Edelweiss. Yep. yep. So I wanted to correct that and put out the proper information because I still think it's a fantastic album. And Absolutely I wanted to. Re- yeah. So again, we'll link her. She's linked in our previous episode notes. You could check out her website. They have some great information there. Yeah, talks and I'll, about I'll, her put, projects. I'll put the episode out uh, of the, um, the link to her website in the show yeah. notes as well. So thank you for reminding me on that one. Yep. Is she a local artist? I don't know. No, so Nick, uh, so uh, as we know, you didn't listen to last week's episode. So Nickel Creek is a is a any podcast I start, I'm just you know <laughs> is it was a, a band that I uh, well like a folk band that I came across back when I was in Florida in 2004 oh, five, okay. and she's one of the performers out of there that started doing her solo stuff, and she's yeah, phenomenal. Th- they're out of California. Nice. Yes, nice. they're out of California, right? So yeah, that I just wanted to. Like, again, I just wanted to update, make sure uh, I had the correct information out there. So Awesome. Cool. Uh, I'm assuming you don't have anything to add to that because no, I was I'm, the only one to write. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm the, the only one who read it. The only thing I had I had to add was um, I watched their, the Nickel Creek um, Tiny Desk concert today, and it was awesome. Yeah. yeah I had never seen it before. So. Yeah. I love those shows. Tiny yeah. Desk. You got to, you got to, yeah, again, check them out. Um, awesome. Very cool. Yep. So, do we want to lead into the questions? Let's do it. Let's start the interview. Do you want me to do the questions and you do the rapid fire? That works for me. Awesome. Okay. So, first question. Ready? Was this rapid fire? Rapid no, no, no. Fire? These are the ones that do you want to do rapid I fire did first? send you. Jam. <laughs> 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 All right. What drew you to music? Our grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's what we grew up on. Now, like, you know, and we grew up in classical music and all that stuff. Both grandparents. Then I don't think about it. Hugo was a violin player, but Grandpa Paul being an opera singer, it was just embedded 
you know, so we're always yeah, musical. Th- yeah, that's why we came into musical theater. That's really what brought me into the joy of performance in general, right. you know. And writing became it came actually later. It was more just performing it that started right. at first. Right, because uh, I think I mentioned very similar. Uh, Grandpa Paul was not very good with theory. But he liked to try to write. He just was, yeah, but he, he was, was a performer. He, he was a performer. He was a very good singer. He could play. He could perform. Like you know, he did his thing, watching him play the piano, things like that. Like just the enjoyment that he had when he was doing it I was like, all right, I want that. Yeah. I want that yeah. enjoyment. I want to see. You know. Yeah, I was. I was watching a video about um, Victor Wooten and how he teaches music, and he was talking about how we focus too much on theory when we're teaching instruments right. to kids. It's it's yeah. how it's supposed to feel and sound to me. Like, I understand yeah. theory and what's in, what's important for uh, of it, but like the importance of it. But it, it can't go by the book all the time, man. right? You know? right. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. you know, sometimes it's just like uh, but it I may think... not be the right way, but this sounds nice. Let's go. Yeah. With it, you know? But to yeah. your point, I think that's what made Grandpa Paul so good at what he did because he always said to me he wished he went back to school and got his theory degree. But I think yeah. because he didn't have as much knowledge. I mean, he read music, he played piano. Like it wasn't that mm-hmm. he wasn't capable. But I think that's what made him so good at what he did is because he didn't have that previous knowledge or notion to it. Yeah. My okay. theory is very – my theory yeah. is not good. Yeah. But I, I'm, I, I you know. taught theory three in college. Uh, so. So, I, so it's probably great. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm still learning relative <laughs> minors or you know, like an augmented seventh with a diminished fifth in the back. What? That is, what does that mean? <laughs> All right, uh, number two, and I'm curious about this myself. I don't think we've ever spoken about this. I read that question, and I was conf- curious myself. Do too. you? <laughs> like, I don't even know what I am. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the question would be, do you consider yourself a singer or an instrumentalist? Oh, God. This is a tough one. I, I would probably say a singer more than an instrumentalist, but I do, you know, I, I, I like to learn all instruments. An instrumentalist, uh, it's hard to answer that. I, I would say I'm more of a singer. My singers are strong. Out of all the instruments I play, I think my voice is the best instrument uh, for me personally and what I do. But I also don't like to perform without having an instrument either and multiple things. <laughs> 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 so, all right, so my, fa- my I mean, follow-up question to this has always been, because you consider yourself a singer, when you listen to new stuff, do you focus on lyrics more, or do you focus on the chord progression behind it and what's going on instrumentally? Oh man, uh, instrumentally, because I'm not yeah. a good, I'm not a good writer. Right. Like I could sing melodies. Like if someone hands me words, I will take them and put them into a good melody. I'm a melody mm-hmm. guy. I like the sounds that come around it. Gotcha. But when it comes to like pulling the words out and writing them, that's the hard. I'm terrible at that. Okay. I'm awful at that. I never get words. That's why I like I like to I would rather have a ghostwriter, you know, like just someone's mm. like, all right, you know, like uh, what's the guy's name that writes Elton John's lyrics? You know, Bernie like Toppin. Huh? Bernie Toppin? Yes. You know, like that's that's a genius setup. That's, just, you yep. know, like you yep. have a phenomenal player and vocalist and, and whatever. And then you have someone who's able to be great with words. That's yep. that's something, uh, you know. Yeah, I, Elton John wrote a song about peaches once. And that was like that was the last song he ever wrote the words to. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's funny. Now all I can think about that song is Peaches from, uh, what is it? The, <laughs> you, uh, say the President's America. 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 America, yep. Yep. Peaches come from America. <laughs> 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 Great album, actually. All right. 
so you, as you said, you play instruments. Uh, so this is kind of like a two-parter. I'll ask you the first part. What instruments do you play? Uh, guitar. I'll, t I'll do the instruments I played in the band. Guitar, keys, and drums. And to, to just tell you, because I didn't really um, give more of an introduction, Nikki is a part of a band called Oogiewawa, which you can find on Spotify, on Apple Music, uh, pretty much most of the streaming sites. So we'll have that in the show notes as well. Yep. And he also is, does, he plays covers under the name Fat Nikki and the Snacks. And he True either, statement, sticking to it. <laughs> so <laughs> he'll either play a solo gig or he'll have, um, there's up to three other artists that you have that will join you once in a while. One of them looks just like you, Kyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. The bass is <laughs> Brian, Oh, my beard? goodness. Brian's beard is just as nice, you know? Oh, wow. Nice, clean head on top wow. and a big old beard on the, burly beard on the bottom. That's so true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. That being said, now um, in the band, in Uiwaba, you play what? I uh, right now so we've I've played drums for about like eight eight years in the band that was the I started off as a drummer there and then I moved to keys uh and now I play acoustic now <laughs> I'm playing the acoustic for it and I'm and vocals I'm one of the main uh, another main vocal if Jesse's the main vocal then right. I'm like one of the other mains as cool. well as JP but so did when when you moved was there a reasoning behind the move. Um, was it? I, you know, it was members were in and out at the okay. time. So I think we needed something to be filled and it was easier to find a drummer and for me okay. to move to the keys okay. than it was. And then ever since then, I would play the keys and then because we're a hip hop reggae. So there was a, you know, I, I would jump in as a hype man with Jesse. So like once that started happening, that stage performance started going in, they kind of like ran with that. Well, gotcha. yeah, I th I would okay. agree. I think part of that is the fact that your rapport with Jesse on stage, yeah, Jesse Lee, I should say, because that's his name that goes by. Jesse he goes Lee, by Oogie Lee. He goes. Oh, that's right. He goes, yeah, he goes Oogie, Oogie Lee. Lee. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's, Oogie it's Lee. So, um, uh, which maybe someone we should speak with, but uh, he, they have a good rapport on stage, and it definitely mm -hmm. changes the performance because of their rapport on stage. And I think that's another reason why you guys subconsciously did it because you knew it was. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. worked out well. So with that, your cover band, you play multiple or you just play one instrument? I just stick with the uh, with the acoustic. I, you know, uh, Ryan and Nick and Teeth are just killer musicians, so it's easier for me to just be the rhythm. And I want to be rhythm guitar, vocals, done. Nice. I don't, I'm not going to solo, nothing. You got I got <laughs> Nick shredding, you know. Ryan, Ryan is a freaking virtuoso. You know, frickin's okay to say. I can say frickin, right? Oh, yeah, you're frickin', good. Frickin', frickin', frickin'. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, no, I sound like... So, so you're the Jack Black of the group? Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's right. It's too funny. Yep. You know? Yeah, I know. Can you be my Kyle Gass? <laughs> 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 I cannot play the guitar. I, I, <laughs> we've been over that. I've got five of them sitting back there. I can't play one of them. That's too... Yes, it's true. We, we talk about that. That's too funny. Uh... Now I know when you started playing certain instruments, but so this is a, so talk about when you first started playing an instrument. And then I would say, talk about when you picked up the guitar, because that seems to be your main right now. Cause you're kind of writing and doing cover stuff. I, um, so your first instrument, you started playing was what? trumpet, which trumpet played trumpet in fifth grade, ripped up my lips. And then we went to clarinet, right? Cause he was, a, he was really good on the recorder. And I told him, I'm like, try the clarinet. 
you may like it. And he actually he killed it. He was really good with yeah, the, clarinet. the clarinet. Was good. I, I actually enjoyed playing it. The best thing about playing the clarinet and things like that is I learned how to read music. That was the best. That was the number one thing I suggest any musician learn how to read music. It's worth yeah, it. Yeah. Forget about the theory. Just read it like a mm-hmm. book. But uh, that was that was the uh, that was the start. And like I think, but I always wanted to play drums. Right. Always wanted to play drums. So, you know, I never was allowed to get like, get to get a drum set. And of course, they get me the stupid. <laughs> Jinky uh, drum set, you know. And I was like, "Well, it's your fault because now I'm about to hit the hell out of it," you know. And then, uh, and then I guess, I guess one day, you know, before YouTube and all this way of learning how to play the guitar, I was tablatures. It was uh-huh. putting your fingers in and trying to read this stupid thing with numbers. I'm like, I'm gonna figure out a D chord, and that's right. it. That's how I yep. learned how to play. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and I just, you know, figured how, I just picked it up. How long have you been playing guitar now? I've been playing since I was 16. But I don't show that I play. <laughs> like, you know, I'm turning 40 in, in, a, in a month and a half. I don't look like, you know, I, I'm a good chord player. I can play the chords, you know. That's just funny. Like when I feel like, oh, you play for that long, you're probably really good. <laughs> Hold on a second. But he, he does play keys very well when he plays with the band. You know, he may not feel he does, but he does play well. I like playing key. Yeah. It's yeah. A, you know, they break a bubble. Wet, wet. Yep. <laughs> but all, all around, you know, you're 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 valuable because you can pick up a t- guitar you can pick up the drums you can yeah. go to the keys if you needed to like you're able to hop around oh uh, yeah i i definitely uh yeah not uh, and that's nothing against the other guys i'm just saying yeah. like oh, yeah. of course not. yeah that it's just the ability i play with great, both bands they're all they're yeah. everyone's a great musician solid of what they're doing right you know but it's good to like if we need to fill it in I'm like oh, all right let's figure it out well, Frank Stark actually is very much like that too. Not on the drums, but like the, yeah, Frank the... Stark's one of the members of Oogie yeah. Wawa, and he's a he plays guitar and he tr- he plays the trombone and the keys, and he's you know he's one what's of those the guys other... where like just throw him in, he'll figure it out, and he figures it out. What's the uh, what's the other band that he's in or was in? Samurai Pizza Cats. That's the name of the band. That's the name of the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's they're like a ska, ska reggae. Pump, pump, pump. They're great. Nice, nice. Loud. Do you have yeah. a preference of instrument? What? Like if if you were to you know form a new band like that. You know, just you. What would you What would you prefer playing in a band? Do you have a preference? Man, it's it's either the drums or the guitar or the acoustic. Okay. I love the acoustic. It's just like yeah, it's I fun. Do too. It's yeah. rhythm. It's rhythmic. I you know I'm and I'm a drummer, so like I want to play something with rhythm. You gotcha. know, like okay. I love the bass, and I I can I can hold the fort down on some low end a little bit, but like you know, but I think I like the bass more because there's rhythm to it. Anything has right. rhythm to it. Like I'm not a I'm not one of those like to bend notes and solo. I'd rather just like funk out and get crazy yeah, you know what i'm saying yeah. you know, like that's what i like so gotcha. the acoustic okay. would be the acoustic or the, the guitar i would you know or the drums the acoustic or the drums electric okay. is such a different animal so like i'm still oh, i'm yeah. still very I, I play i have a nice epiphone hollow body which i love but i i'm i get nervous playing that live because it's just a completely different way of strumming so it's like yep yeah I don't sound like a scooch though, though, but I have to say, though, there was one gig that I was at when you were, and this was like earlier days of Ugiwawa, where you guys jammed out for a good amount of time. And because you were so, you knew each other so well musically and rhythmically and, and all that stuff. It was 200 plus shows a year. No, but I'm just saying, like, no. even, it was even in your earlier days with the band, you guys still were able to jam out so well yeah and like and for those people that listen to bands that jam out like we're still interested because of how good they were to play they were at playing off of each other so yeah yeah so it's, yeah we had, you know we're on the road for most of the year so like yeah that's all we're doing is playing and playing and then you know obviously after a while you just get you know 
more comfortable. Like, oh, we know what we're doing here. We know what we're going to do here. Things right. like that. You know? All right. So the next question, I think you kind of asked it in a different way, Kyle, was what made you choose your instrument voice? Did did you chose trumpet or did someone tell you to choose? I forget. I don't remember. I, I mean, I think I feel like it's because like it was me and like four, you know, five, we're in fifth grade. You know, oh, everyone's playing trumpet. That's cool. I'm in. Let's yeah, do okay. it. But then I got braces and it was just murder on my lips. Yeah. So brass and braces do not go well together. No. Especially the trumpet uh, embouchure because it's, a, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, you know, maybe if Smallest it was like. mouthpiece smashing against your face. Oh, yeah. it's the worst. <laughs> maybe like a tuba or a baritone or something. Maybe it would have been that, you know, not nearly as crazy, but. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, and then we just moved to clarinet. I have no idea. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I, it, was, it was a good choice. No, it was it? Yeah, it was, no, it was worth, definitely, definitely worth doing it. You know, that's how I was able to read, you know, music faster than normal. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh,. I think oh so okay so let's do this so what kind of music do you perform with so what do you prefer to for, perform like you're in a reggae hip hop but like is that what you prefer to perform like you're good at it but is there something that you rather do I, you know um, I I you know I, I love I, I love I like a lot of what I do both of them. I love the reggae style uh, style our reggae style is a little bit uh, off uh, is a little bit left of center. I wouldn't say we're right in the dub reggae, right? You know, which I enjoy that dubby revolution, that like you know, bounce type of vibe when it comes to the reggae music. But then I like that jam, funk, soul, dance like type of stuff. Well, brother, check it out. No, so, I'll, I'll so, say I was saying that song. What was that? Was, <laughs> <laughs> but so that so that to that point, you wrote a song called "Everything Happens in the Summer," right? And that has a very that was because we were re years of writing reggae. I was like, all right, I want to do one reggae song a little different and a little bit more on the islandy type yeah. of sense. And even that is still like, there's a pocket that I was a little off of. I wasn't inside that actual reggae pocket, but I wanted to be a little bit on the slower end of the pocket. So, so let's play a little clip of that. Sure. Cool. Recorded this in Kobe. In my kitchen. <laughs> Everything happens in the summer. Slashing flames with my sisters and my brothers. Feel the sand underneath one another, and at night we sit and fires. A, a kitchen recorder in a kitchen. Yeah. I had to use MIDI drums. I didn't get to because I didn't have a kit at the time right, or yeah. means of setting up one. So then I, I dived in late nights. Yeah. Tequila. <laughs> I was by myself. I was and, alone and, in my apartment. And, and that's yeah. all you though. That's all me except for uh, uh, some of the lead guitars. I usually my friend Nick Donnelly, um, who we'll talk to at some point. Yeah, he, there's you know, a reason. Yeah. You definitely want to get him in here. But he, I usually, he's my go-to when it comes to guitars, leads. He's the best guitar player I've ever jammed with. 
and he's nice. tasteful and you know he knows what he's doing he's the one that like knows really well theory but he likes to be out of the pocket with theory he likes to be like right hey, you know you're supposed to do it this way but no it sounds good this way you know yeah yeah so but he I, I so he's the usually when I do songs if I do more I did everything on my own and I had it he actually mastered that one a little bit for me yeah. he did a little more production but on that still part. I mean the fact that it's just pretty much you and like one other person yeah you know for what it is that's pretty that's much awesome. that's, yeah. you know, it was right yeah. in the kitchen during COVID lockdown we're like all right well what am I gonna do? I'm gonna figure this out. <laughs> Roast yeah. in the oven, ready to go. Yeah, I had it's a lot of dominoes. <laughs> Forty pounds worth of dominoes. I'll tell you that. We're gonna. <laughs> All right. So to move on, then, what kind of music do you enjoy listening to? Indie rock. Yeah, weird. Really? I'm a, I'm a huge indie rock. Like those. For some reason, every time they go to like all these courses, like some of these courses are so big and great, and I don't know, I love indie rock, folk music too. But like, I like new folk more than I, you know, uh, what can I say? Um, who did Rivers and Roads? Rivers and Roads. That was uh, I can't remember the name of the band. There's a few uh, like uh, folk bands I like, but like the new ones, like the. Uh, uh, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros type of like you know you ever see that that video was it uh, Rivers and Roads the Head and the Heart the Head and the Heart yes that's exactly what I'm talking about those guys are great uh, so I like things like that I, I, that so in that genre so I like that type of folk and as well as like I'm a Strokes fan so I like I love good indie rock just like guitars and just they, I don't know this thing every time they, they have these chord progressions they do so well and I just love them they just they tickle my ear nice that's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So you enjoy listening to that music. Yeah. This may sound like a similar question, but it's actually a little bit different. What is your go-to genre of music to listen to? So To we, listen to? Like, so you listen to, enjoy listening to indie rock, but what is your genre? Like, what do you see yourself going to if you're mellowing out, you need to chill out? Is there a genre that you go to outside of indie rock? Or is it still indie rock? Um, I don't know. Uh, I love Dave Matthews. See, did you hear that, Kyle? I he know, loves Dave Matthews. Go, go ahead, let it be. I'll take it. But I, I do, you know. Let's. When he did that, when when we had, when that COVID was going on, and he did that live uh, from his. I, like, I concert, love that. That was amazing. That was. I love that. That was awesome. It was. So no matter how much yep. you kaboo, you're still gonna. Li- there's gonna be something about Absolutely. Dave Matthews you like, you know. Yep. Yep. And that was yep. that. That calmed me down. I was going through a really rough time at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And that calmed me down. That was just a nice little like, oh, thank God this guy did this, you know. And like, yep. so I, yeah. I enjoy, you know, I enjoy that. Um, man, if I had to like pick one, I go to. I mean, I I keep saying this. I'm a hip hop fan. I love hip hop. So, I just lost me. I'm going to hear myself in my ears. That's all right. You can still hear me. Hang on one second. I got the the, the little buzz came back for a couple seconds yeah. and it went away. You don't hear yourself? No. <clears throat> you hear yourself now? Hello. Yes. That's so weird. Why? I think that's where that buzz was coming from. That could be an iffy uh, splitter. It's not all the way in. That, But when I did, you lost yourself. Now I that, got... That, I, I'm here. Oh, um... That's really weird. Hold on. Chip. Does that work? Now, it just went to my uh, left side. Okay. So, I mean, I'm okay. Can you hear? Yeah, that's fine. I'm deaf on okay. my left anyway. So, right. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, what? it's on my right side. So, it's weird because the way that. he's talking now, 
I hear him on my left, on my left, and I hear myself on my right. Like <laughs> it's like we're automatically tan. Yeah, I don't understand how that's working. Yeah, but whatever, I can hear. That's that's cool. Doesn't matter. It's, as long as I hear myself on this yeah. ear, this one's yeah. this one's just for show. Yeah. So a little little tidbit, that, um, which I don't know how often you talk about this, but I think it's interesting, especially as a musician and someone who's mixing and recording and all that stuff. Nikki lost his hearing in your left ear. His left ear. Now, mm-hmm. now. We all talk about how exercise is very healthy for you and very important. How did you lose your hearing? I was exercising. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the treadmill. I was going for a nice little jog, trying to lose some weight. And the world's like, not today. You're going to lose more than just weight. <laughs> and the weird, the whole weird thing about this is I was, I read something about a few months, like maybe a year ago. And apparently it's not an uncommon thing. And it's so weird. And I think even the doctor told you it's not that uncommon. No, it's it's not as uh, as uncommon as you would think it is. You, you, your movie just came out too uh, a couple of years, uh, maybe like two years ago, about this drummer who was going deaf. What's his the, the actor? Uh, I think he's can't. Uh, I don't know what's his name, but he's a uh, he really good at it. But that's about another drummer who lost his hearing and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it's just it's it, a thing. I just want to share that out because even because you did that song during COVID and you lost your hearing in your left ear yeah. years ago. So that's the other the, the other interesting part. Yeah, the interesting part to it is that you did that all not hearing a lot of it in your left ear. So you're panning everything and you're mastering, you know, you're relying on a lot of other things to do that. But there's a you know, it's that's why it's good to have other people to listen to. There right. are things that like sometimes I miss. Yeah. Like I don't hear. I'm like, oh, I didn't. I didn't notice that little a light, a slight clip sound that someone like you or Kyle would hear. I I, I could miss, but then as soon as it's there, I hear it. You know, it's so I right. notice it. Yeah. Those little things I can miss. So this makes me. This is what makes. I don't know if you're thinking the same thing I am, Kyle, but Amber Rhubarb. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine him trying to listen to that? He would lose no. half <laughs> of that lose, music. Yeah. There's a so there's a recording technique called binaural. I don't know if you've heard it's of it. It's like surround sound recording. Well, type they of thing. they basically put two mics where your ears would, and then they they have to record the song all in one shot. You can't punch in. We were having a, you know we've talked about this in previous episodes, but Amber was the first artist that we featured and we talked about, and that's what kind of like got us to doing this. So Kyle, can you give a little more background of the binaural? Yeah. So basically, what it does is because because the microphones are set like where your ears are. You have like the delay from the stuff that you would like your right ear would he- would hear coming from your left ear, so you can actually hear where people are standing. So really? this album starts, yeah. So it starts where the cello was panned hard left. So I knew that the cello was right here, and the violin was over here on the really? right. Oh, okay, yeah. And then then Amber started playing the guitar, and she was right here. And then the the percussion came in. They were right over here, but they weren't far. Uh, they weren't as far over as the the cello and the violin. So I knew it was cello, amber, percussion, violin. Knew exactly where they were staying just by hearing where, how the the recording was produced. And, yeah, and it was only two speakers. <laughs> you would lose the only whole left two side. Speakers. Yeah, you would lose everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's pretty interesting. You know, just yep. to, to talk about. Um, you're in. You're actually in this here. I can't hear you, but I can feel it. I can. I have all feeling in the ear. Right. So I can, it's like I feel the vibrations. Weird. <laughs> uh, what role does music? Well, we kind of got an idea, but I, mean, I if if you can go deeper with this, what role does music play in your life? So outside of like the gigs and all that stuff, is there more to it? 
to you? Uh, it's a therapy. Yeah. Performing, it's a therapy. It's a way, it's, you know, like, I got to have a really crappy day and, you know, go through it. And honestly, to the point where I don't even want to play, but the moment I start playing, it's like, okay, that for that however long, whether it's an hour, half hour, two hours set, I'm not, there's nothing I can worry about and I'm having a good time. So it's a good way, it's a, it's a good uh, stress relief in a sense, you know. You is your therapy playing or is it listening or is it both? Uh, more playing than listening, but I'd say okay. a little bit of both, though. More, okay. Definitely more playing. So, Kyle, we, we've spoken about this. I'm an about attention this. whore. I love attention. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want to be on stage. Of, you know, I was like, look at me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? So, we've had this conversation in previous episodes how we all feel that music is a therapy for us. It's, it's, it's what we use. So, Kyle um, mentioned multiple times, and uh, Rachel, who we've re- interviewed previously, talked about how their instrument is like their friend. Like Kyle, you know, go through something you practice. You say, "What do you say to your instrument?" When you're I done? thank my instrument every time I, I perform or practice. The last thing I do is I thank it. Yeah. Yep. Because it. In fact, yeah. I played at a church. Um, I played at a church for a long time. And my last Sunday, I not only thanked it, but I said goodbye to it. Yeah. Because I knew I was never going to play it again. What do you play? Uh, organ. Organ. Piano. Okay. Yeah. I remember actually having that so, conversation. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I never even thought about doing it that way. That's such but a it, it's yep. just, it just goes to show you how your instrument, whether it's voice or whether, whatever it is, because like I catch myself singing when I'm having a bad day because it makes me feel better. I don't have my saxophone out, so if I don't, because I see myself more as a singer, as an instrumentalist, yeah. I catch myself singing, and I, 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 there are times that I never thought about it, but since we've had these conversations, I'm like, it makes so much more sense because like, I get in my car, the day was a bad day, and I throw in a song that I can sing, whether mm-hmm. it's good, bad, or indifferent, and I'm singing because it relieves that yeah. whatever you've dealt with all day long. Of so course. That makes absolute sense. It's a way to not think about some things. You know, no mm-hmm. matter what, I'm done playing. I'm going to start thinking about the shit that was bothering me earlier. But oh, yeah. maybe not as hard as as prior, you know, mm-hmm, to, yeah. to, to play. Maybe it's a little less. But it's, you know, it's well, a good ex- escape for, for a small amount of time. We have to put sure. an explicit on this one. Well, <laughs> we do. <laughs> Someone has a body bow. You like curse? Yeah, that's right. What I said? <laughs> he said the brown word. Oh, man. It's funny. It's funny. It's not a big deal. It I was try, just funny. I, I, it was really funny. No, it's good. I didn't it's even funny. catch that one. I sometimes I do it. Like, I've been really good trying not to. And I, I'm like, keep it as, as G-rated as possible. So the other I'm thing I want to... The F-bird didn't pop out yet. You know? <laughs> but, uh, it's good. Uh, uh, damn. Before we... two, the two New York Italians and the F-word has to pop out one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm that's a comma back where you guys are. <laughs> uh, before we go into the rapid fire questions that Kyle's going to shoot off at you, um, I do want to mention that back on um, March 20th, you had another cover came out. Yeah. Um, and tell people about that. I, uh, I, so I took another stab at recording full instruments. Uh, and playing them all, except for obviously the lead guitars, like I said. And I, pl- I recorded uh, drums, vocals, bass. I played bass, acoustic, keys, everything except for lead guitars and vocals. And I recorded, mixed, mastered, tried to do it all my own, on my own. Took a stab at it, you know, because this stuff costs money. 
mm-hmm. I can't afford studio time. I can't afford those things right, right now. Yeah. You know, so yeah. and I have friends that would definitely put out their time for for me, but I, you know, on the same end, I don't always feel right taking all that because it's like I exactly, want I yeah. want you to get your money for your time. So I was mm-hmm. like, I have the means. Let's figure it out, and I make sure I kept it with what I had. So I use UAD, you know. And so I use all the all that comes with UAD, and then whatever came with Logic. All the all all the compressors yep. and everything like that, mm-hmm. and I stayed in the box. I was like, I'm just gonna use what they give me. I, I didn't I couldn't afford to buy buy any more plugins. Afford to buy any more plugins, which I, at one point I'm going to because I could see mm-hmm. now I'm now having an understanding of what all these things do. These different types right. of compressors and limiters and all these things yep. like that. Yep. Logic is a perfect sta- a staple for that. Like, or, or, yeah. or, or, is that the right word? Yeah, no, yeah. To yeah. so build from. So I was, you know, I went and I I wanted to take a stab at recording, but I also didn't want to waste time trying to write a song. Right, because yeah, it takes me a little longer than normal. So I was like, I've been covering Grease. This uh, Grease is the word by uh, Barry Gibb, which nobody knows, but Barry Gibb wrote that song. A lot of people think it's somebody else or whatever. Another than they don't realize. Just... Also, Frankie Valli was the one that sang it, right? And it was mm-hmm. like, it was Barry and Gibb. Ba- but nobody in the Bee Gees knows how to read or write music. Is that true? I, there's a, there's a I mean, whole Barry thing. Gibb. That was a great song. I mean, he, he writes a lot. I bet you no. he's probably the. I mean, he probably has maybe has he's got to have some type of knowledge. But even that. but there was a whole big thing about it because InSync was on Larry King, and he turned around to them and he's like, "All right, sing us out," and they couldn't do it, so they had to cut out quickly because they're they're more of a, a, a what's it like a generated group and they have to practice. Whereas like mm-hmm. they had the Bee Gees on and he was like, "All right, sing us out." The Bee Gees right away they were like ready to sing yeah. three part yeah. harmony. Yeah. So there's a whole big thing about how they. Musically, they don't they they wrote a lot of their songs, but they didn't know theory. They no, didn't know anything you, about it. They, I don't even know if they read music. Players don't know how to read uh, yeah. how to read music. Mm-hmm. A lot of my, I make guitar players how great they are. They probably can't find a D chord, D bar chord. Right. They don't know where mm-hmm. the it is on the neck. Right. It's it's right. it's very it's just some of them just you know and a lot of them a, a lot of metal guitar players are like that. They just play they play good riffs and they're and they move a lot. And they know they're they know how to run the scales, but do they know if they're in the key with key of the end? Probably not. Not all of mm-hmm. them, but I would say, but yeah. there are a majority that, that right, right, that right. Yep. And majority. that's what frustrates me about the guitar is like I know all that theory, and like I don't have that facility on the guitar, and it drives me nuts. Yeah. And I see all these people who don't have the theory that I have, like playing like ridiculous stuff, and I'm just like, well, from what yeah, I, I from I don't, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Stevie Ray Vaughan didn't know how to read read music at all. Yeah. I think he just played by ear. He was a strictly mm-hmm. ear guitar player, and I was like, well, he, I was like, yeah, anybody. And I hate to use this as an example, but it is a good example. Like you could easily play by ear. Stevie Wonder, obviously yeah. can't. You know, like okay, obviously can't read music. Uh, you know, well, Ray no, Charles there's can't. braille. There's real braille music that was created course, by Ray, of course, Ray Charles. No, I'm teasing. I'm joking. Ray Charles, he just yeah. they had a feel. Mm-hmm. They knew they knew how to play, right. and they and their Charlie, ear was just wonderful. Charlie Parker, all he did was go out and yeah. listen behind the the bars as they mm-hmm. played. Learn the licks and then modify Muddy them. Muddy Waters too. Yeah, Muddy Waters. Yeah. Anything about it. He just, he's like, yeah. I just want to make it sound good. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? He did, and it sounded awesome. Yeah. You know? Yep. Cool. But yeah, so as we're saying, I, I, I cover, uh, you know, I did, the, I record, I sent out a, a, a cover of Grease. Then I, through District Kid, you're able to write covers now. You could re-record covers and, you know, put it in there, and, and you don't have to worry about paying for any type of publishing rights and things like that. So I took a stab at it and. I spent hours and hours and hours of frustrating days. Like I did some, I did drums. It took me like two weeks, ten hour days. I went to, and then I had to redo them. And JP is the guitar player of Ugiwawa, and he has Ride Waves, uh, Ride Waves Productions, where he's produces and, and records and has a studio. 
And he's like, just come do my drums. Just come do the drums at the drum room. Come, I'll, you, you let me use it. I was, I'm not the guy, you know, one of my one of my closest friends, of course. I was like, all right, I'm going to. I went to the drums. Everything that I took me to do, we did in 20 minutes. It took me two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. We did in 20 minutes. And then I, but he gave me the stems, and I went, I, was, I went and just, I had to like, I recorded it. I, 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 I mean, I, I mixed them. I compressed them. I did whatever. Sound like junk. I went back. Sound like junk. So I just kept doing it. And then finally, I was just like, I'm gonna watch the video and see what they say. And I got it yeah. right. I got it. I got them in there. You know, I'm like, for what I had, the means that I had, I, I'm pretty proud of the product that I put. Out, I was able to put out. No, you know? it's a, it's a good song. And and um, as always, we're gonna link stuff in the in the show notes so people will be able of to course, get to your yeah. spot, yeah. spot uh, Spotify and your Apple Music. Man, so yeah, it's, it's all over there now. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Um, and if you're cool with it, we're gonna play some like 30 or 40 seconds of it at the end of the Absolutely. podcast. All right, so we'll end out with that, so you guys can Excellent. hear a little bit of that. Um, cool. Uh, we are ready for rapid fire questions. Pew, 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 pew. You didn't send me the rapid fire. Questions. No, no, of course not. No, no, because they're Whoa. supposed to be. <laughs> so you need to answer them rapid... through this. You need to answer them. <laughs> Yeah, can, I, can I speak through here? <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, so the idea behind the rapid fire is that you don't think, you just respond. Yeah, um, so don't do what I did. You can certainly, well, yeah, yeah, don't do a Christic because it took him like an hour and a half to answer these seven <laughs> questions. Um, so they're they're pretty simple questions. Um, so favorite song? One Way Trigger. Okay, Ooh, wow, good. Favorite band? Strokes. Favorite composer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair player. enough. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, favorite album. Oh my god. Uh, turnstiles. Billy Joel turnstiles. Yeah. Nice. It's an incredible album. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, guilty pleasure song and artist. Mm, Number one is Carly Rae Jepsen, Hanson, and Bob. So <laughs> don't be afraid. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, guilty pleasure. Uh, Rebecca Black Friday. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I couldn't even think around the guilty pleasure. I've tried. There's probably many. Um, I don't know. All right, we'll come back. To yeah, it. I have to come back to that one. Uh, most memorable memorable concert that you have attended, not performed it. Wow. Dave Matthews Band, Giant Stadium, 2002. Oh, dude, that was when. Can I, can I, can I say the story here? Sure. Real quick? Yeah. I'll make it quick. Yeah. That was when the whole, it's a Giant Stadium, the whole show. I was with my sister, actually, our sister. We are brothers. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You mentioned brothers? Wait, we had no yeah. idea. It's so weird. <laughs> um, but I met him today. Uh, but we're. we're we're at the show. It's me and a bunch of a bunch of other friends. Actually, Mike Lipser, you know, I know you know you don't know him, Kyle, but but yeah. So we're there, and he starts playing two step, and a clap of thunder just rocks the stadium, and we're just wow! Everyone's <laughs> freaking out. I'm just I'm dying. This is the best thing I've ever seen. It's a it's a effing hailstorm. It's it's insane, and he just plays right through it. And then we leave, and we're walking. Just me and Mike. I don't know where everybody else went to. But we're walking to the car. Clap of lightning just came down two feet, and Mike jumps right into my arms. <laughs> like, like, literally, just I'm like, I'm scared too, but I'm not gonna jump on him with a crush up, so he jumped on me. But that was that was probably the most memorable show that the entire because that's that was the last song. 
Yeah. That was the last song, and you just hear <laughs> the beginning and just plop. And you're like, what is going on? And the crowd's roaring, and you're just, ah, this is great. I'm punching people with my excitement. So <laughs> that's how that was a good time. That's great. Uh, most memorable personal performance? Oh. Personal, like with one of the bands? No, just in general. In general. You, you, in, you, you performing. Bands, whatever. As long as you were on stage performing something. There was two times. Okay. One was uh, the first time Oogie opened for Sublime of Rome at the Paramount. It was 1,600 people. It was awesome. That was impressive. That was, that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know we played to bigger crowds from then, but that was like that was the first time it ever happened. That was and who, you opened for who? Sublime at Rome. Now, I'm not the biggest Sublime Rome fan. I'm not saying they're bad. They're good. I, you know, I'm, I'm more, you know, I'm a Sublime fan, but, you know, whatever. It mm -hmm. is what it is. But that show was their first time playing to that many people, and it was just it was out, it was house. a great show no, and and ridiculous that was the show where they were originally only going to play a certain amount of time yeah they were, and they was, got and they yeah. added us they made us play an hour we opened right for yeah. them like it was an hour it was great because people were calling in asking for tickets and then they found out they were only playing for a half hour and wanted them to play longer wow that's yeah. how much of a following they was, had remember, prior to going i remember there. reading about that on like twitter or facebook yeah or something. yeah, yeah. That, was, yeah. That, was, that was a great time yeah that's that's that was, that was probably concert. one of my favorite uh, i'll say one of my favorite oogie yeah. shows number two has yeah. to be uh we just Fat Nicky the Sax just opened up for Rick Springfield, and that was the first time as this band played the Paramount, and that was a different. That first time for me, like I, you know, I'm now in the front of it, really, mm -hmm. and that was that excitement. That was that just. That's awesome. And that was and that was the Paramount too. I was at the Paramount. Yeah, yeah on the main stage, it was good. Nice. We had probably had 800 people in front of us, 900. Wow. You know, it wasn't as big as that Oogie show, but it was a different entity. It was looking over, you know, like two of my best friends yeah. from elementary school. And to the left, and then your doppelganger was to my right. <laughs> <laughs> now, so that was that was a great time. The cool thing is, is the Paramount has um, a, a little, even though we're not sponsored by them, but a little plug for them. They have a little place called the Spotlight. Spotlight, yeah. And mm -hmm. um, so we can plug on my work. I've been working there for ten okay, years. That's I'll fair. make a plug. We can Let's plug, plug that Paramount. Place so. Um, like we'll, we'll, we'll link them. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. any listeners out there that are from the Long Island area, or if you happen to visit Long Island and you're going to the Paramount for whatever, that's the best venue on the island. Yeah, but to give you to give you a little bit the spotlight, you play there fairly play often. often yeah. yeah, we play at least like once a month. Yeah, so they that's a, it's a it's a a venue, a bar, also an art gallery too. They have like they 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 hold different different artwork up in the in the place. They're actually really great with that. Like they do a lot. Yeah. Of, it's the it's the coolest bar in in Huntington, you know. Like they mm -hmm. they really kept that city feel in there, you know. Yeah. But, and for the old people that are like me, um, that was the old IMAC theater, it the was. Media Arts Center. Yeah, it was the old. So IMAC I remember theater. seeing tons of shows at the IMAC theater. I don't think I ever saw a show at the Paramount. But. It's it's worth seeing. It's the it really is the best venue. If you ever travel back to Long Island and there's a good group, we'll we'll go. If you go to Spotlight yeah. though, I'm not gonna tell you. Like what? But I'm gonna say, go use the bathroom in Spotlight. That's all I gotta say. Try the okay. bathroom, listeners. Go and use the bathroom in Spotlight. Good luck. Okay. You know, that's all I can say. About is it. is the the Mexican place acro still across the street? That Oaxaca Mexican place? Is Oaxaca is not there no more. No. No, no that's right. gone now. So I used to work at the hardware store in East Northport, and the owner's son was good friends with the guy that owned Oaxaca. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember... think it's there no more. I think it's gone. Oh, it's not man. directly across the street though. It was like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like, like a block down, like, two... Yeah, I think it's yeah, gone. It's... Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. It was a good place. Yeah, they, they, I, I know. I'm pretty sure that I, I, last time I checked, I think I was gone. Right. But. Fair enough. 
right. it's it's sad because now that I moved off the island, all the restaurants that I had frequented have now closed. I, it's like I was keeping them in business or something. I don't know. It's <laughs> too funny. We, I remember you talking my, my about pizza that. place, <laughs> two pizza places, a deli. Like a pizza place tried to reopen and they closed. You the moved like, like what? Kyle, no. <laughs> That's right. Where is our business? Oh, are you hungry? <laughs> uh. We, so I have a I have a couple more questions because wait 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 guilty pleasure anything oh guilty pleasure go back oh god oh, we have to go back to guilty pleasure so um, like Britney Spears or Taylor Swift no there Swift is or... one and I just I, I, I was just guilty pleasure uh, uh, oh man I don't know I mean I. Could just could guilty pleasure being that like I'm a diehard Christmas music fan. Okay, like, I love hey, all sure, Christmas yeah. music. It does not yeah. bother me. I will the least okay. not be down. I'll listen to a thousand times throughout the year if we need. Well, okay, so <laughs> that's good that you bring that up. Then just before you go into your questions, you're also featured on two Christmas songs that you did with Nick Donnelly, correct? Yeah, yeah. That that'll be linked as well. That's in Spotify. One's called you actually the cover Christmas song, and okay. then one is called oh no yeah the the the. You did a cover, and then you did a, an original. Yeah, we. Did, I think uh, they're both called a, a Christmas song. Now, one is called the Christmas song. The other is called the Christmas Carol. The Christmas Carol. There you go. Is the Christmas the Christmas Carol yeah. is what we wrote? Can you? The can Christmas you... song is the the the, the um, what's his name uh, uh, version. Vince Guaraldi. Yeah. Who? Vince Guaraldi. No, it was the, the same the, the thing. Singer that, though. No, Nack and Cole sang it. Nack and Cole. Yeah, no, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you play the the other one? Mm-hmm. Because I know you know that. Yeah. We have another one that we um, so Nick's very much on the more on the writing end of it, and I'm you know the other I add other parts, but we worked on another one that he has written. Uh, we were supposed to have it last Christmas, but um, we re- we you know when you're writing something and something's not sounding right and whatever, and then you realize maybe it's just because you're not it's not the right vocals. Well, we have a female mm-hmm. vocalist that's going to be on it. I cannot tell you who who she is. I will not be able to disclose that information. But this that's next okay. song that's coming out in uh this year will have another Christmas. We're trying to write a, cri- a bunch of cri- new Christmas songs like throughout the years, Sweet. like one a year. So this nice. is the next cool. one. That's well, be well when out. it comes out, we can always talk about it, share it. Yeah, out no, yeah, it. that's yeah. awesome. All right, you see, you had more questions. You said, Kyle. Yeah, just just a couple of questions. Like, so when you're when you're coming up with your your covers. How do you pick the song that you want to cover? Is it something that you enjoy, or is it something that just you listen to something and it says, "I, this sounds, I can do some sort of a reggae thing off of this." How do you choose that? Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it, yes. Sometimes it's like I can do a reggae thing off this, or some some song that I like. But a lot of it's like also uh, the information I get from others. Like Atif is the drummer of Fat Nicky and the Snacks, and he has he always has a good list of songs to pick. And usually I argue, I'm like, "It's terrible. It's not going to work." But then we play it, and it's like, "Oh." You're right. That's that sounds really good. So a lot of it's like we're just starting is is just hearing those left to center songs that I haven't heard. There's a lot of th- we're, we're 
it, it's it, it's hard like to pick the right covers. Like you want to be able to to attract the crowd and keep them in there, but you also want to turn their heads just a slight bit because it's like I don't want you to realize I don't want you to see that I'm going to be playing Sweet Caroline the entire time. I'm probably right, not going right. to play that. The best thing about Fat Naked Sax is the best way I can explain it. You're on the you're on the road. You're driving somewhere. You go to a you go to you go to like a little truck stop, and you're looking around. You see this candy you haven't had, and I'm like, oh my god, they have this candy here. I've never seen one of these. I haven't seen this in in years. That's the type of music we play. The songs you forgot okay. about that you loved. You know, that's that's why like, we're those snacks you find. We we find those songs. I'm like, oh. I I found fruit striped gum the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With a little zebra on yeah. it. It's the best. It was probably last year for 15 seconds, but it was the best 15 seconds. You know? That's great. Um, if you could headline for or open for any band or, or co-headline or, you know, whatever, what band would it be? Which genre? If the genre I Keep telling me. Doesn't matter. Dave Matthews if Band, you, if, just to piss uh, you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, it's your guy. I'll costume for that show. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like you open for him. <laughs> uh, do you have? Do you have? Well, so I've all, so in in Uyua, I've always wanted to open for Revolution, which luckily this summer we are. Uh, we're, open, cool. we're 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 not direct support, but we're on the on the a uh, couple a couple bands before, and we're on the same. Is building. this the Great, uh, Great South, South Bay? So Great South Bay Music Festival is a big festival that's put on on Long Island. Yeah by the Great South Bay, and it's in, what town is it again? Uh, it, it's the Great South. It is, <laughs> it's is like it, Patchogue, but yeah, it's called Great South. Great South Bay is like this big field, like, you know, by the band shell. There's okay, a band shell so, down there, and that's yeah. where the whole... Uh, I didn't realize... That's where they pull out, yeah. So they, uh, they, you guys have played there a few, a few years. Times, yeah. yeah, but this is the first time we're playing Revolution. Unfortunately, uh, not unfortunately, but I'm not going to be able to see them. I'm going to play the show, and I have to leave because, uh, you know, my girlfriend's niece and nephew's... Uh, uh, Christenings in New Orleans, which don't get me wrong, I'm all about going to New Orleans too. So, I'm, I'm, uh, sorry, Revolution. I'll see you again, but I'm gonna go hang out with you know with the fam. But uh, yeah, then we're gonna. That's gonna be a. That's that one. Uh, if I had to like pick one, like let's say with Fat Nicky the snacks. Oh man, I don't know. You mean Rick Springfield wasn't it? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I would. I, I couldn't even. You know. The strokes. I don't know. I couldn't even think of it. Like I want to. Any. You know. I just want to okay, play. Fair enough. I couldn't even pick yeah. a band. To, you know. When it came to the reggae scene, right, we were able to meet some of those those people and get to do that. When it comes to this, at this point, I'm not sure yet, and I wouldn't even know. Is there any venue that you want to play that you haven't played yet? Jones Beach. I would love to play. I, we haven't played any big nice. arenas. I like to play that one. Okay. Cool. But. Yeah, I like to play Jones Beach. Just, just you know, we play pretty much yeah. almost everywhere on the island as Oogie, and it would mm-hmm. be nice to like just be like, okay. You know, I didn't play the Jones Beach stage. I played like the outside. You know, whatever. I want to be on that stage. Yeah, you did that for yeah. opening, like Jimmy Buffett, right? That, no, that was for uh, Soja and Three Eleven. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Uh... Yeah. So. Cool. Nice. And we got to open for Slightly Stupid and Three Eleven before. Like we've been on the same stage as them, which is which is really great. So we've got some really, really awesome shows in in the past. Awesome. I I haven't had the opportunity to see some of your uh, Fat Nick and his Snack shows recently. Are you doing any original music at all, or is it all covers? And uh, with it's your guys, all, it's all covers right now. I would like to infiltrate some uh, originals, but I don't have originals ready to. Right. I'm ready to just go out and put out yet. I haven't. And all these originals that I have written and recorded, I'm working on. I've never played them live. It's just literally just for the right. 
you know, privacy of my home home. You know, I sit in my boxers and I play some music. <laughs> <laughs> Picture that audience. That's too funny. <laughs> Listeners. Uh, uh, Got to go back. Guilty pleasure song artist. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. You are relentless. I am. I am guilty relentless. pleasures. Wow. Is Justin Timber- Timberlake a guilty pleasure? I it love Justin sure Timberlake. It could be. Sure. Like, I feel like it's, it is, it isn't, though. He's, the, you know, that album justified. Hell, yeah. That, yeah. Awesome. No, I mean, <laughs> so, you know. Well, we were talking like Kyle was talking about Taylor Swift, you know, like it's Boom. kind of a guilty pleasure. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, I mean, no, she's obviously she, you know, they're all they're doing something right, you know. Right. Yeah. What would be like something that no one, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't even think of like cause nowadays anything's acceptable, you know. Yeah. Not not, not to Chris, apparently, or CJ, apparently. <laughs> I mean, he's what? what are you talking about? What? Well, apparently Justin Timberlake wasn't good enough. You're gonna try and get get another guilty pleasure. No, no, he said. I think Justin Timberlake fits. I said it. I don't know. I think it fits. Listen, because you think it fits, it fits. I don't. I don't think. I love. I I still love all the Ace of Base music. (laughs) How about that? That's a good (laughs) good one. That's totally a good one. You know. Well, we were just we were talking a few episodes back about how. There is music back in the day from the '90s that we love, and it's like yeah. it was the ones that were popular on the radio at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I oh funny, I was listening to to Soundgarden earlier, Black Hole Sun. I mean, come on, mm. come you on, know? that's that's classic. No, but I'm just saying, like, it's just Cra- crazy how that's classic, yeah. but, still. but it's cra- yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, so we talked about you about uh, Ugi Wawa playing in the summer, Great South Bay Music Festival. Do you have anything lined up for the rest of the year? I know you're always looking and playing gigs with summertime. So this is like uh, this is the time I'm booking summer. Uh, Ugiwawa has three shows coming up. We'll be at Flynn's, Great South Bay, and uh, Dublin Deck. We're playing one place. In that's all. During, that's all during the summer. That's the summertime. Yeah. Um, I with Fat Nicky and the Snacks. We, I don't know. I'm I'm playing. Breweries, private parties, and I'm in Fire Island all summer, pretty much. Well, we'll link and, every, we'll link the Instagram and all yeah. that stuff so you can get to it. Where, where can we go to get your full list of stuff? Instagram's probably the best spot. I, I always post mm-hmm. when we're playing, and I actually haven't posted a list yet because it's all still coming in. So once mm-hmm. I by mail uh, by by the you know when is it now April by May mid mid May we'll be able to. Get a well, whole when, list of the whatever summer. it is, let me know and we'll, we'll share yeah. it out. So, it but Fat Nikki and the Snacks is what's it under, and it's common spelling <laughs> on, on Instagram. <laughs> and, yeah. and we will have that link in the show notes. That way, you don't have to worry about yeah. finding right. it. You can just follow us on Instagram. That's that's the best way. And we and I, we make our pictures quite nice. I uh, Photoshop a lot of good pictures. So if you take a look, <laughs> uh, nice. the, he did a he good. did a Golden Girls one once with all their faces. Did you on see it. the last one I just did? What was the last one? Was uh, I forgot? Uh, I did one for. Uh, we played San City. What was it? Uh, we had last. It was March twelfth. We played San City. It was Queen, and I did a good one with Queen. And it was the one where they're all shadow and dark. Like uh, one of, uh, Ryan, one of the bass players, like do this one. I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be so. That's gonna be hard, you know. So it's gonna be real hard. But I was able to get it. Like, you know, it's. Oh, I was awesome. You got, you got to find that one. That's a. Yeah. That one's on the there. Past that one. Was, yeah, that you one take came a look. out real good. Yeah. And funny, Nick Donnelly, the guitar player, he for some reason he he comes out great every time. It's <laughs> never a, a a face that I can't put his face yeah. on. It if, won't be perfect. <laughs> if you follow them, you gotta go back and look at what, what yeah, they've you done can, for you can scroll it's, through. It's hysterical. Yeah, like to, we like to keep it like that. You know, it's funny because 
There's not really any pictures of what we actually look like, except for one in the green room when we play when we open for Springfield. But uh, some I, I have to. Po- I'm gonna start posting. I gotta post a couple of pictures of of us as us, <laughs> so people know like <laughs> you know what we actually look like. That's funny. Awesome. So. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat this with us great. and share your stories. It's been thanks fun. for having yeah, definitely. me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, you doing a closing? Do you have it up? I have it up, but I'm too lazy to read it. So you oh, can read it. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for listening to Turn on the Music. We want to thank uh, Nikki for joining us once again. Thank you. Uh, Turn on the Music, the podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Follow us on Twitter at Turn on the Music and on Instagram at Turn on the Music Podcast. If you like what you heard, share with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Please enjoy a little clip of uh, Nikki singing.